Welcome to the One Byte Podcast, where we will take a look at the integration of computer science and other technologies into the K-12 classroom, one byte at a time. Here's your host, Robert Lane. Welcome to episode four of the One Byte Podcast. So today, let's talk robotics. Oftentimes, I'll have friends, I'll have family, I'll have colleagues that will say, hey, um, I'm looking to get some type of robotic kit for my, for my son or my daughter, or they're, they're colleagues that want to integrate robotics into the classroom because it looks so fun. Well, when it comes to robotics, I think robotics has become so popular because it is so engaging. Coding we know is important. If you didn't think it was important, you probably wouldn't even be listening to this podcast. But coding can sometimes leave us a little empty. We type in some code or we bring some blocks over and maybe something little happens on the screen, but that really isn't enough. I can remember back when I was in junior high school and I had my Commodore 64 and was part of an area user group and some of the kids were were programming they were typing these lines of code and making things happen well that just wasn't as engaging as the really cool games that I could play so I spent more time video gaming on my computer than I did programming and it was because I found it really boring so I think robotics has become so popular because it isn't so boring. I find that the physical element of watching something move about has has some mesmerizing effect on the youth and even on us adults if we want to be if we want to be honest. So, let's talk uh, entry level robotics. You want to start using some robotics either in your classroom or in your home. What should you get? Well, First thing I want to say is do some research, look at your budget, see do you, is it just something for fun or do you want it to be able to grow with your, with your child or with your classroom? Those are really important questions because not all robots are the same. So let me tell you some of the robotics that I've used in my experience, whether it be at home or it be in the classroom. Um, first, I've used the Lego EV3 robot, and I've used that more than anything. I have also used the NXT robot, which is no longer uh, available. The EV3 Mindstorm replaced the NXT Mindstorm. And so if you're wondering, when I talk about the two, uh, EV3 is just the new version of the NXT Mindstorms from Lego. I love the Lego product, and here is why. First, I feel like I got a lot more for what I spent on a kit. The kits are roughly, and I'm talking about education price here, if you go to legoeducation.com, they're roughly around $425, $435. It's gone up and down over the last couple years. Um, but you're gonna pay you're gonna pay basically under just under four fifty for a kit. Now that kit will allow you, will allow you to build a number of things. Uh, typically, I noticed all the people that I see using them, they're building the education bot, which is a robot with wheels. 
and a little lever kind of arm in the front that you can do quite a few things with. And I use them uh, that specifically in my classroom because it is able to move around. Um, I have built a robotic arm with that kit and I know there are other builds that you can do as well. So why do I like the LEGO EV3 the most? Well, it comes with a number of sensors. So it comes with an ultrasonic sensor, it comes with a color sensor, it comes with a gyro sensor, and then it comes with two touch sensors, which are just buttons. Now, I looked into a lot of other robotic kits, and I just felt like for the money, I got a lot. And I did hesitate back when I was starting my robotics program in my school I had lots of money from a grant and I kind of hesitated and I really did investigate a number of choices. And even at our state technology conference, I went to those booths and I spent quality time because I wanted to make sure I made the right choice. I felt like the other choices just did not give me as much for my money. Now, I was concerned. Are high schoolers going to look at a Lego robot and think, wow, this is such a childish product. Why are we using this in our classroom? I have not found that at all. High schoolers are enjoying the class just as much as a junior high student or even an intermediate student would, even though it's using plastic Lego pieces that are put together to form a robot. I have a former student who is at a university in an engineering program here in Ohio, and he came back after his freshman year, and his, one of his introductory engineering courses had him building a robot with the same kit we use at our school. And, the, of course, they were looking at engineering practices, but they had to program it as well. And, and so I thought, wow, if the university, if an engineering program at a university thinks that this kit is is appropriate for their content, then it's just fine for high schoolers. So that's that's you know why I love the EV3. I also like the EV3 because you can program it in a, a bunch of different ways. First, you can program it with the EV3 Mindstorm software. That's a free download on Lego's website and it's block-based, so it's pretty cool. For beginners, they can bring a block over, they can manipulate parts of that block. Let's say if it's a steer block, they can manipulate you know, which direction is it gonna go because both wheels are working together. The, the, the power that it wants to go, it can, it can, the length or the distance or how it turns it on and off, you can change up so it's using some different types of methods where you can really get into some math, which is really cool. And so it's block-based. I use that with my junior high students. I think it's a great introduction to my EV3 here. You can also use it uh, with something called Robot C. So Robot C is a form of C programming that was designed and made by Carnegie Mellon Robotics Academy. And it does only work for Windows, so my computers have to, I have Mac, so they dual boot Windows and Mac. So my robotics classes actually booted up in, Mac, in Windows and use this. And it's all text-based. Uh, 
and it teaches them the foundations of C programming because they're using of course they're using regular programming with loops and things like that conditionals but they're using curly braces they're using um, functions and different different parts of programming so that gives them a little bit of of an introduction to C programming you can also program the EV3 with Python and what I really whoever designed the Python part of this the, the operating system the firmware for that is is an, a genius because you put it on a you put it on an SD card a micro SD card you stick it in the side and it boots up off of that SD card and when you take it back out it's just back the way it was so if you only want to do some Python you can put the SD card in you can pull the SD card out and the robots pretty much the same with my EV3 uh, Robot C software, I do have to put a different firmware on the robot, and it does still work with the Mindstorms, but it wants to update the firmware every time the student plugs it in. So they've got to keep keep canceling out of, do you want to update the firmware? You can also use an iPad to program the EV3. I have, or I had a a developmentally delayed student and to get him introduced to robotics I had him just doing some programming on his iPad because he has a a student uh, loaned iPad for different purposes in his special education and so he started off with the iPad because he had a hard time moving a mouse on a screen. Now he eventually did get to that and he actually got to Robot C which I found amazing and he rocked it. So don't ever think just because a student is developmentally delayed or has some severe developmental uh, issues that you can't scaffold and you can't accommodate and modify the curriculum for students to get into the robotics. Um, also you can use a Chromebook with the EV3. And so I have some sixth graders at another building where we've gone down and started working with, and they, they're they using the Chromebook. The Chromebook is cheaper than a computer. The app is just free. And what is really cool is when you log into that Chromebook, whoever is logged into it, that's whose programs show up. So if you have multiple students uh, logging into the Chromebook, they're program stays with them it does not reside on the Chromebook itself so that's a lot of reason why I really love the EV3 but I understand that there are other options out there that you may not want to spend close to $500 $450-$500 on a robotics kit so another option is the Dash Robot back when the Dash Robot was first being introduced and they had kind of a Kickstarter campaign. I actually, my wife and I purchased uh, a Dash and Dot for our girls who were elementary age at the time. Now the Dash Robot is about $150. That's their retail price. And you can get the Q, which is a little upgrade for $200. And they have lots of different attachments you can buy for, you know, like $30, $40, $50, bucks, maybe more, depending upon the, the different uh, attachment or accessory and so what I like about this robot is there are multiple apps that you can use with the robot so they have one that's more of just a remote control they have 
one that's kind of a block kind of a based and it basically the apps just progressively get more and more sophisticated they have sensors built into the robots and I feel like overall the robot is a really great buy for the early elementary classroom but they've done enough to improve on the dash robot to where it really can work your way into intermediate school I'm not sure I would use it at a junior high and I haven't really played with or spent time with our dash for a while since my daughters have gotten a little bit older but I do know that they have some curriculum and they have different lesson plans and ideas that can help you integrate that and so the dash robot has really become pretty popular with schools because of the fact that it does a lot more than some of the other entry-level robots those are the two robots that I've really spent the most time with but something that a lot of people don't think about as a robot is I also program drones in my classroom and so if you're thinking about a robot that moves around then a drone really is pretty much the same thing so I've done some drone programming with students because drones are really cool and they do eventually kind of get bored with just watching something move around I use a Raspberry Pi using Pi Parrot and a Parrot Mambo drone and basically it's not that hard if you're interested in trying that out hit me up and I'll, I'll give you a link to some resources and they're programming this drone to move up, move down, to fly forward, fly backwards, and things like that. Now, the drone that we have does not have any sensors built in that we can utilize. It does have a sensor that senses below it, and so if it doesn't crash to the ground, it you know will have itself land. But it doesn't have like an ultrasonic sensor, which would be really cool to say fly forward until you see a wall, and then you could have it go up and over the wall. But you know we are programming drones um, I've the the pipe the parrot drone that we use the, the mambo um, it is about a hundred dollars I got some on Amazon for half price that were reconditioned and they have worked great so there I got it for fifty dollars and then you know you have the cost of your Raspberry Pi a Raspberry Pi zero which is a lot cheaper than a Raspberry Pi, a regular Raspberry Pi is is just fine because you're using Bluetooth to connect it and you can get the cheapest Raspberry Pi and you know that will work with your with your parrot drone so I've given you three options there are other options I know about like Ozobots and some people have made some robotic things out of micro bits some people just taken Raspberry Pis or Arduino and gotten sensors and and motors and built them you really have to look at what do you want to spend how much time do you have do you want something that's already built together do you want something that you have to put together like the EV3 or something that you're just building from scratch do you do you want something that comes with a lot of with a lot of uh, curriculum or lesson plans ideas it, that really it's up to you but I would say whatever you do think about your audience who's gonna be using it think about how long you want them to use it and just just really pick something and get them started get them excited about this 
the the product you buy may not be the product that you stick with. You may have to then upgrade, which totally happens. Um, I upgrade from our EV3 robot to an NXT Tetrix robot at my high school level because it has 12 volt motor DC motors and they're really powerful and it's you know we're still using some of the same sensors that like before but we have servos and you know big arms and things like that which is really cool so I guess take that first step find something that's in your price range grab it and start using it and if you if it gets lots of use even though it may not last for years look at it as a good investment you know, we don't really use our dash and dot anymore, but my my girls played with it a bunch, and I felt like they got some really cool experience with 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 robotics. So it was worth the price that I paid way back then for that Christmas present. So I hope that helps you with just a little bit of information on you know using robotics and getting started with robotics. In future episodes. I'll get more in depth about what you can really do and maybe some integration ideas with robotics. That seems to be where I've kind of landed in my career is doing robotics because I see just how the kids love to make things move and do things. Even so that I've had students that have worked up into uh, vocational and career center type of programs in robotics. So, so you know, they they loved it so much that they wanted to get into manufacturing using manufacturing robots, which is really super sweet. So, I'll leave it there for today. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you have questions, feel free to hit me up. You can go to theonebyte.com, B-Y-T-E, or you can go to Twitter and hit me up at Tech Lane. Ask your questions. I'd love to support you. If you have awesome ideas or stories that you've used in your classroom, please record those or send those to me. You can go to anchor.fm slash the one bite and record that and I'll play it on the podcast. So until next time, can't wait to hear about what type of robotics you're getting into. Thank you for listening to the One Byte Podcast. For more information, resources, or to connect with Robert, visit theonebyte.com.